Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1 ends with the iconic skit, Jews in Space, in which a Star of David spaceship full of stereotypically looking religious Jews singing in unison as they fight off enemy craft. It's hilarious to all audiences, and in its simplicity, it ages well. However, this depiction of the spaceflight-enabled humanity, where Jews are still separated and individually defending themselves, it, it lands well because of its historical accuracy. While Jewish identity has largely been shaped by exclusion and survival, I wonder if we can consider a Jewish civilization in the space age without defining or reducing it to some sort of anti-Semitic joke. You are listening to Space Midrash. This is episode 9, titled Anti-Semitism in Outer Space. Let's explore how anti-Semitism could and already has occurred in conjunction with outer space and the space age. I'm Jacob Sager, a native Texan and Jew who recently saw Nazis hanging a banner off a highway in my hometown. As long as there have been Jewish people, there have been enemies of the Jewish people. The hatred and discrimination can take many forms, from interpersonal to social beliefs to social stratification to genocide. However it manifests, it begins with stories. Headlines in 2021 about space tourism were preceded by a story of an American politician saying California wildfires were caused by Jewish space lasers. Many responded with jokes, a fitting Jewish response, like the Mel Brooks skit. However, of all the horrible things the comment indicated down on Earth, it shows that anti-Semitic propaganda is being drawn into the space age. I'm Jacob Sager, a former camp counselor who once built and sold a social network. I believe the pursuit of the space age offers so much opportunity for humanity to grow and to heal. We're just at the beginning, and everything's space will only increase. Accordingly, I'm concerned with anti-Semitic tropes entwined to emerging technologies, for both the public perception of space, but of course also for the well-being of Jewish people and ideas in the present and into the future. The instinct is to make a joke, but maybe, maybe this is really the opportunity to tell a better story. This is Space Midrash, Episode 8, titled, Anti-Semitism in Outer Space. Let's discuss how anti-Semitism can occur in conjunction with the Space Age in terms of social exclusion, propaganda, and genocide. So the first thought and idea about anti-Semitism in the Space Age is the social exclusion, the kind of discrimination and bigotry that occurs not just in terms of anti-semitism but racism and sexism and other things that have excluded people from being astronauts from what i've seen i can really only find kind of anecdotal evidence even mostly more with the soviet space program of deliberate exclusion of jewish individuals um or um, a lack of opportunity for certain promotions Looks like in the United States, there was just this general exclusion. It was only the bright white flyboys who were getting the early first 30 years of being astronauts. After a certain point, very intentionally, the doors opened to females, to people of color. And um, once those rings opened up, we started seeing Jewish American astronauts. 
And at this point in time, the number of Jewish astronauts is 10 times the percentage that we are of the normal population. So there's, there's that interpersonal exclusion that can exist. I think the most important one to start with because it is an easy way for anyone in the space age to stand for values of inclusion for other people regardless of their race, ethnicity, religion, culture, where, whatever it is, how they identify themselves. The next form of anti-Semitism in conjunction with the space age is propaganda, which we've already discussed here. In the United States, a politician blamed wildfires on a Jewish space laser, which is troubling in that she didn't invent whatever crap she's spewing. There's definitely a lot of other people who must be consuming very similar things. So if they have that one thought, how big is their story about Jewish space lasers and Jewish interests being able to have assets in space which they're using maliciously? So propaganda is one of the, the main ways right now that I see anti-Semitism emerging in conjunction with the space age. It's serious and it's dangerous because ideas are the strongest force out there. And so it's scary. And what's interesting about that in some ways is that anti-Semitic conspiracy theories have long related to outer space in some ways, because some of the older occultish anti-Semitic literature that predated but inspired the Nazis, they had beliefs in which not only are Jews not human, but not earthly in origin or at least motivation. There's this otherness, and that's a frightening thing, and that is not new. It's not new at all historically. It reemerges all the time and is a general shape. But how do you, how do you fight that shape? what type of ideas and stories need to go into effect because at some point it's this is not a war between two groups of people we're all people and you know they used to say we're stuck here on the world well we're not we can go into space and in every direction and eventually more people can do that so we want to live and work with these people and we need to transform their limited and hateful beliefs so how do you do that it's through storytelling you need to have a better story than the Jewish space laser story. So the next thought is, how could space relate to genocide? This is, a, this is an important one. Earth orbit provides a certain offensive capability set that warfare on planet Earth did not have before. And for human colonies and settlements that will take place off of Earth, whether in space stations on the moon, Mars, or somewhere else, the life systems there are vulnerable. So the use of technology to take out groups of people in large mass, either from weapons that are using orbit or to maliciously take out some sort of colony of human settlers somewhere in space is a very capable thing. And that would be the motivation by a human actor trying to do those things would be genocidal because that's the opportunity they have. They can kill everyone. Um, and that's just something to be weary of because the example of the Nazis in Germany and their use of all their technology for genocide of one of the greatest scales is a lesson that rings in our head. And so space technology gives a lot more power and we need to be weary of genocidal maniacs and hateful cultures. 
So those are the dimensions of anti-Semitism as they could occur in conjunction with the space age. So I want to close up with this anecdote, which is the, the Nazis had the, some of the greatest aerospace engineers. That's where rocketry came from. So following World War II and the collapse of Nazi Germany, the United States actually brought in a lot of Nazis who were rocket scientists. And some of this was done in secret. They contributed their mathematical and engineering prowess to the Nazi war machine and to the genocide of Jews and, and to the destruction of Europe. And they came to the United States and our space program and the space race against the USSR was on. And so a lot of these people who were working in many of the different parts of NASA, and there were Jews there. And a lot of people knew who they were and they came to know each other and to work together and to solve the greatest problems humanity had because they were in a brand new context and they could tell a new story, a better story, a bigger story, which was how are we going to get people to the moon safely and return them back? How are we going to do this? And that is inspiring. I mean, take it for what you will. It might not be so exciting to other people, but I think that there's an opportunity through storytelling in the space age and through some of the greatness we are trying to achieve collectively to recalibrate the enemies and the haters into something greater. My name is Jacob Sager. I believe in an artful, ethical, and inclusive humanity thriving amongst the cosmos. And we will only become those people if we can tell the story that inspires us to become those people. Thank you so much for listening to Space Midrash. This has been Episode 9, Anti-Semitism in Outer Space. Thank you so much for listening. If you could take a moment to just review this podcast wherever you are listening, let people know. That will help us be seen by more people in both the space category and the Judaism category. So please, thank you for listening. Space Midrash is written by me, Jacob Sager, and recorded in Austin, Texas, and produced by Brand New Colors. 